Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This weekend, me and the boyfriend went to Lake Windermere. No, I'm not fucking telling you anything about them because you bitches know far too much about my life. Anyway, whilst in the hotel, we meet this couple from Wigan in the north of England. Um, and the wife of said couple one night turns to me and says do you know who you sound just like i mean she didn't say it in that way she said it in a funny accent which sounded like she had a mouthful of hovis and that she was down a mine she said um you sound just like adele me either Hello, it's me. <laughs> yeah, it's me. It's not Adele, it's me. It's Scotty. Hello. Hi. Uh, good evening. Good afternoon. Good day. I don't know when you listen to this. Borada. Nosta. Oh, God, what others now? Um, Bonas dias. Bonas noches. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. Bonjour. <laughs> guten tag. Yeah, guten tag. What's the one for good night? Good nacht. I think that's all I've got in me. Hello, my darlings, how are you? Welcome to your favourite weekly dose of something daft, after the tone, or as we like to say in Irish, after the tone. <laughs> uh, each week, me and my mates, Debbie, Tim, Maya, Kat, uh, bring you a collated collection of voice notes that you've been leaving for me on the after the tone burner phone. And wallop, every Thursday, it magically turns into a thing. God, it's starting to get a bit Christmassy, isn't it? Bit annoying. My friend Meg texted me to see if I wanted to go over on the weekend to help her put up her Christmas tree. And then my other friend Gina asked me what I was doing for Christmas Day. And, you know, like, it's just like people now, it's the perpetual question, isn't it? Like, what are you doing for Christmas? What are you doing for Christmas? It feels too soon. I'm like, guys, we're mid-November. Have a word with yourself. I've barely got fucking fireworks out my ear. But also... I don't know if anyone else is feeling this, because particularly within a UK context, or actually more precise, within an England context, last year there wasn't Christmas, and this year there is Christmas, currently, so far, so they're saying. And so I've got a bit of, like, Christmas fear coming up, where I'm a bit like, mm, I don't know if I want it to happen. <laughs> so I was just wondering if anyone else was in that place too. Because if you were, we've got a couple of shows left of this season. Of course, we've got a talent show. But it would just be good to get some like Christmas feels out of the way as well if you want to pick up the blower. Um, so you know what to do. Open up WhatsApp and send us a voice note to plus four four seven double eight. 200-3420. That number will be coming up a bit later on the show, as with some other reminders. But yeah, I just, I don't know, I've got the heebie-jeebies. I think that's the right word, isn't it? Anyway, um, so that's me. Listen, last week's episode was fucking pushing in an hour, so I reckon, <laughs> I reckon we should get on with it, really, shall we? All right, Debbie, load us up. Let's see what they're doing this week. 
And our first call, just to give you a heads up, contains some references to baby loss and miscarriage from our wonderful friend, Fran here. Hi, Scotty. Hi to all the team. Hi to everyone in the room. It's Fran here. How are you all doing? I thoroughly enjoyed the little morphine hit after my operation. I even said, oh, you're giving me the good stuff to the nurse and uh, didn't even get a laugh. Just checking in. Life's gone a little bit crazy. Um, started working again for the first time in a long time. I'm just trying to keep my mentals in check, which is a challenge in itself. And kind of imposter syndrome and that fear of being like, oh my God, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And then kind of looking over my shoulder, waiting for like something to go wrong or waiting for me not to be able to cope. But it seems to be going okay. And I'm studying as well. So I've kind of gone from like zero to a thousand, which anyone who um, suffers with their mental health and stuff and that kind of overwhelm and stuff can probably relate. I uh, had my f- like follow-up appointment with the surgeon today and I just thought, you know, I know who I need to update. It's all the gang. So everything went well. It was a very like weight-centric thing. He's like, oh yeah, weight management, if you want to like lose weight, we can help you. That's what you should do. That will improve your chances, blah, blah, blah. What he doesn't know is that I have an eating disorder and he just doesn't really care. And I'm like, yeah, I could lose a bit of weight, but equally I have a lot on my plate. Anyway, and then hilariously, he was like, yeah, so so you can start trying to conceive straight away. And in my head, I'm like, with fucking who? I'm the most single I've ever been in my life. In theory, everything should be okay. I'm kind of back in the normal stats of a risk of a miscarriage again, and it should be all fine. So that's all good. But I am at risk of potentially preterm labour, which sounds a bit daunting but I don't think I'm ever going to have a blissful stress-free worry-free pregnancy so if that means extra monitoring which he said it will I'm okay with that now just to find someone to have a baby with and the other thing is since I've um, fallen off the face of the earth I met Scotty I met you didn't I and I met producer Deb and the best part is I got a fucking hug from producer Deb like I feel like I don't need a badge anymore. I know everyone always calls up, I want a badge, I want a badge. Well, I don't need a fucking badge because I got a hug from producer Deb. So shove your badges up your ass. I got a hug. Anyway, I hope everyone's doing well and I will catch up with all of the pod because I've been really shit um, and I try and be a bit more present. But um, life's a bit mental, but kind of good mental for once. Touch wood, I don't want to jinx it. Anyway, look after yourselves, everyone. Bye. Fran here, hi, gorgeous to see you, and gorgeous to see you in real life. I mean, yes, producer Deb did give you a hug, but you know what, I didn't, because we're in the middle of a fucking plague, and some of us are a bit more cautious than fucking Debbie, who's going around snogging whoever. Yeah, that's right, I'm going to get Track and Trace to come and find you, producer Deb. (laughs) Now, morphine's quite nice, isn't it? I'm just going to put that out there. I know we're not supposed to say we like the drugs that the doctors give us. They're just supposed to be there for pain relief. But I tell you what, tramadol can really take the edge off, can't it? (laughs) So I'm glad you got some of the morphine and you had a little bit of a a soft time. I was really thinking about when you were talking about your mentals and what you're currently navigating within the health service, there's often this like easy, lazy trope where people are like, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be down. It's okay to worry about the imposter syndrome. And I always think, no, it's not. It's really fucking bullshit. I, like, I, I fucking hate that so much. I feel like I'm being gaslit by people who don't get it. Do you know what I mean? It's okay. No, it's not fucking okay. It's really fucking debilitating, actually. And it's really fucking tiring. So let's not, it's okay it. So my answer to you with this stuff, Fran, is like, it's definitely not okay. Okay? (laughs) And I was also sort of thinking about what lovely things you might have planned for yourself in terms of softness and care and all of that stuff. Now, you said about being single, and this is genuinely a question for the room, because as someone who exudes testosterone, (laughs) I'll get adverts on the Instagram asking me to spaff in a cup for sperm donors. And I was wondering how popular that still is 
because it felt like that was a real thing in the 90s. Not like I ever went through it in the 90s, but you know what I mean? I, I just wondered if sperm donorage was a thing that people were still considering. I mean, I've seen Louis Farouk documentaries about it where people are able to, like, choose, you know, they're, they're really interested in the characteristics of the person and whether that person's culture would kind of somehow be present within the potential child that they might have. So, yeah, this has kind of brought up a lot of things for me. Fran here, it was lovely to see you in real life. And I'll tell you what, you sound exactly as you do on the telephone in real life, which was lovely, because it's it's lovely to have a common old... <laughs> a common old gossip in real life. Lovely to speak to you. Do let us know how you get on. Sorry, it's Fran here again. I've never really done this, but it's just crossed my mind as I'm sat in the car waiting for my mum to finish in the hospital... Are there any, like, nice guys who are straight and not a walking, talking red flag that are single? Can we do some matchmaking or something? Are there any nice straight guys? I mean, Fran, I think you know the answer to that yourself. (laughs) But let's put it out to the room. Are there any hetero... I don't know. There might be. Are there any heterosexual mans <laughs> listening to this that think, I like to be match made? Or maybe you've got a heterosexual mans that, you know, we could start doing some matchmaking. You know, I've tried this for the last few seasons to kind of matchmake via this podcast. And so far, nothing's happened. So... Fran's putting themselves out there here. So if you're a man's heterosexual-ish, I mean, because you could be bisexual-ish. I mean, you could be pansexual-ish. You could be all the sexual-ish-ish-ish. Fancy having a go? <laughs> Fancy having a go on Fran here? Oh, what am I like? I'm so rough, aren't I? But, you know, come on, let's match make. Hello, Scotty. It is quarter past two in the morning. I just got back from the gym because I'm a mess of a human who doesn't like exercising around other people. But I can't afford to go to a more expensive and quieter one. (laughs) So, this is where we are. Long time fan, very new listener and also new contributor. I don't know why I've chosen today. Probably because I've made lots of changes in the last week. I'm stressed. I don't know who to talk to. So, it's going to be you. I've been attempting to pandemic date with health anxiety and also as a healthcare worker since March and as of this week I have hung up my bumble I don't know why I worded it that way um I just I deleted my account I deleted the app it's gone because I got ghosted every three weeks like clockwork for the entire eight months and that like when when you've already got abandonment issues (laughs) And you're already a bit of a mess. It doesn't go down well. And my therapist has been like, why the fuck are you doing this to yourself? Um, but the last one really threw me. So I panic deleted everything. Apart from um, one very nice boy who's decided that he thinks I could dominate him. And I was like, that's nice. I'm asexual. And that seems to have made him more keen. And usually I wouldn't pursue that because I'm like that's a little bit weird you're like fetishizing the fact that I don't want to fuck you but also he's really sweet about it (laughs) so So that's yeah that's the thing um he's the only one whose number I haven't deleted the issue is not the fact that I'm ace and he's very kinky the issue is he lives in Valencia (laughs) and I'm in Swindon (laughs) so we'll see what happens I guess um blimey this is getting long What I actually wanted to share with you today is a brief nan story. My nan once called me a hussy. I can't remember why, but it made me laugh so hard I nearly peed myself. And on another occasion, she went out for lunch with my mother. She was in this this little cafe in a garden centre, I think. And she'd ordered a scone. Yeah, scone, I said it. And it was cold. So she asked the waitress if she could warm the scone up in the microwave that was meant for baby food. And the waitress was like, I'm really sorry, I'm, I can't let you do that. My nan called the waitress Hitler. <laughs> called her Hitler straight to her face. That just perfectly encapsulates who my nan is, I think. I hope you have a lovely day when you hear this. And I hope you enjoyed my stories of Welcome to Hell. I will be contributing more in the future. Bye.
Oh, new person in the room. You know how much I love this. So you didn't leave a name. So we'll just call you the 2am gym goer. I think it was 2am. Maybe it was 2pm. Well, I'm going to go with 2am because that makes it sound exotic. Long-term fan, new listener, first-time caller, LF and LFC. (laughs) These are getting ridiculous. Please have a word with yourself, people. Wonderful to have you in the room. Now, God, where do you start now? Well, let's start with pandemic dating. Yeah, it was, well, we say was, we're still in the middle of it, aren't we? It was slash is a bit strange trying to date during that time. And I totally understand you about being ghosted and people just wasting time. Like, I was on the Tinders for far too long, actually. What was really nice is I met somebody and yeah, actually, I think we both had experiences of, you know, like, it's quite fatiguing being in that space. Like the effort that you put in to try and be a decent person. I don't think all people in that space are purposely trying to be a dickhead, but I just think some people's mental, some people's lives, some people how they navigate the pandemic, I think, made them come across as being dicks. But you're right, like, it can really prang on feelings of, like, not feeling good enough, particularly stuff that I've kept, held on to um, from being a teenager, but also from, like, previous relationships. That sense of abandonment or that you're not good enough or particularly in my context around fatness as well, when you just feel like, you know, am I to be desired? can sometimes come into your head as well. So I totally hear this. And I wonder if other people have got this experience of online dating during this time. Wow. So as an ace person, so some people who are listening might not understand what ace is. It's it's usually denotes somebody who is asexual. And if you don't know what that is, look it up on the internet. Thank you. But I hear the interpretation, but the allure to person from Valencia, I also love that you're in Swindon, the most unvalentian place in England. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah, because that's the thing, right? Because kink, well, it, this is a question. I mean, I sort of know the answer to this question, but I'm definitely posing it to the room. Can you still do kink play? You know, some stuff that is non-sexual or is around power play. Is that something that feels too sexual that isn't something that you want to partake in? Or, like, are there some, like, kink plays? I'm going to say kink. I sort of really hate that because it sort of others sexuality in a way that, like, you know, vanilla is central, which actually I think vanilla is very bizarre. <laughs> I just think vanilla shagging is quite dull. Anyway, we're going off on a tangent. Love to hear more about you, Nan. But yeah, those questions for the room around pandemic dating and asexuality and kink play. Is that a thing? Uh. First burp of the... Oh, look at that. Oh, she's coming at me, that one. Um, thank you, long-term fan, new-term listener, first-time caller. Call back and let us know what your name is. And um, yeah, if anyone else wants to join in this chat, join in. I've called in with some serious things the past couple weeks, so I thought I would call in with just a little bit of gossip. I have a friend who has started dating someone new, and very early on in their relationship, he took a trip to Florida, where his family lives, to go deep-sea fishing with his very wealthy father. Um, And I know you guys aren't in the U.S., uh, but basically all of that screams conservative Republican. Every part of it. Florida, rich father, deep sea fishing. It's all Republican. So I asked her, I was like, oh, is is he conservative? She was like, oh, my God. How did you know? All this stuff. Um, She and most of her friends are um, of Asian heritage and so are, are less aware of all these, I don't know, US dog whistles of what it means to be a conservative. So she was like, I didn't think anyone would be able to tell. Obviously, because I'm calling into this podcast so often, I'm a you know flaming liberal and so is she. But my opinion is always that before you try to influence someone's politics, you should get to know them and what they think is important, you know, before you talk to them about the ways in which their beliefs are um, hurtful to you know, people that you care about and, and yourself. So anyways, I wasn't going to talk to him the first time I met him about his political beliefs, but my poor friend is so self-conscious that I'm one of the only people who knows about this. 
that as soon as I meet him and walk into his apartment, she's like, let's confront the elephant in the room and points to a big picture he has hanging on his wall. And it's a selfie of him and Boris Johnson. <laughs> and on it, he stuck a little leave pin for Brexit. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And it turns out that he worked as an aide or something, I don't know, in British Parliament during Brexit. And he talked to me about all the reasons that Brexit was important because of like, I don't know, fishing regulations. And I was like, oh my God, this is wild. I really, I don't want to be having this conversation until I know you better because like, yeah, I don't know, maybe it went well for fishing, but it didn't go well in a lot of fucking other ways. But um. I just wanted to to share that bit of gossip with you. And if anyone has any advice for, you know, relationship building and convincing uh, people with opposite political beliefs over time, I would love to hear it. Um, love the pod. Thanks so much, guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> Holly in North Carolina's back and with great, excellent, epic gossip. The sort of gossip where I'm like, oh no, I don't want that to be true. Oh no. <laughs> also, the irony here that this Brexiteering, Boris Johnson loving, this is why Brexit is so important, is now living back in the States. <laughs> like, well, I'm getting the fuck out of there. <laughs> okay, so Holly from North Carolina. The thing is, the fishing argument has gone tits up because the French, <laughs> the French are having none of it. The French basically left, right, and centre are just like capturing English boats, <laughs> like we're in World War Three. It's gone very, very strange. So there are people on both sides stopping boats coming in and out. I mean, who knows if there's going to be fish and chips for tea on a Friday? <laughs> You know, that very cultural British marker. And, you know, there is a part of me which is like, uh, do you know what? Could you imagine if fish and chips stopped? Oh, my God, these conservative dickheads would be up in arms. I mean, they wouldn't really. They'd find another excuse about why they thought it was right. I think to get to your question about how do you convince other friends, lovers, or, you know, hear people or try and change people's political views, I don't know if that's ever possible. Because I think... It's so ingrained in people, particularly people that grew up in wealth and poverty, as this person sounds like they are from Florida deep sea fishing on the weekend, because that's like an inherited politic, isn't it? And somebody who has like profited from Brexit, you know, had a job and aid and clearly believes like that is the mantra and the way to go forward. I'm not sure if you can change the opinions of that person. And I'm a bit advocate, <laughs> right, if you don't get along. That's really okay. There shouldn't be an expectation that your mates, like shags, should be your friends. I just don't think there should be that expectation. You know, like, my friend Matty always talks about how they feel there's this expectation that we should all get along. But actually, if you are a Tory, if you are conservative, like our values are so far apart, particularly in the UK at the moment, it's really difficult to find some common ground. Like I can barely find common ground with centrist liberals <laughs> at the moment. Do you know what I mean? So anyway, we'll put it out to the room. How do you convince others to be less of a dickhead? Let's ask that for the room, please, Holly. Lovely to hear from you. And I really love the fact that you're like... <laughs> and of course, I'm a fl flaming liberal because I keep on calling up this podcast. <laughs> are you Scotty Love? It's that JRF. Are you Tim? Are you Kat? Are you Maya? And hello, producer Deb. Yeah. Oh, what a lovely episode. It's all been lovely to each other. We've all got to just keep each other afloat, haven't we? And I love that idea that we're um, given a space to be listened to. I think that's very important, especially when a lot of our voices were not listened to. Um, Black Forest Ghetto, you know Morrison's, or the supermarkets are available. They have, um, they have quite a good section for fresh green bonds. They do Black Forest Ghetto, it's quite nice. Mm, get myself a slice from my, my granny there. Lovely Toby. And people asking after me, oh, you're all sweet. Checking in on we Nana JRF. One thing I found uh, is especially helpful with my ADHD is doing body doubling. And I was doing it for a while 
by going on uh, TikTok Live or Instagram Live. And what I do is I just go live and I can do tasks because there's somebody there, even if it's in a virtual sense. So, yeah, that really helps. At the moment, I'm currently going through a diagnostic process to find out if I am autistic. It's it's a bit of a strange one because there's lots of information gathering. So in total, I've had six sessions so far. But anyway, um, so yeah, my head's been in that kind of space for the past few weeks. And then COVID, the bat flu got thrown into the mix as well. But um, to quote the Poseidon Adventure, there's got to be a morning after. Not accepting serious but <laughs> misery by doing silliness. Any road. Love and light. God bless, sweetheart. And uh, a big kiss from that JRF. Bye. Oh, lovely Nana in the room there with a cuckoo, cuckoo behind her. I hope that was from a clock and she wasn't doing it from another orifice. <laughs> Black Forest Gatto in Morrison. Now, this is a bit of a local thing here in Englandshire. But there isn't a Morrison near me for a good while. Like, I'd have to get a tram. So I'm going to have to find somewhere else. Somebody on the internet said I could get one from Iceland. There's also not one of those nearby. So if anyone in Manchester knows where I can get a Black Forest Gatto, please do get in contact because that is quite pertinent. And he said something that was helping with you was going on the internet, like on TikTok or Instagrams, and doing body doubling. I don't know what this is, and I wonder if anybody else does, or JRF Nana, if you could let us know what that is. I haven't got a clue. Now, listeners outside of the UK, you'll start to be hearing the emergence of what's happening within the Union, the United Kingdom, the four nations, supposedly, that make up this land. And when I say supposedly, I'm not undermining the four countries that make it, well, one of them I am, England Shire, but just in terms of it being a union. Now, what you start to hear is, because JRF is based in Scotland, JRF is living with different COVID measures than us living this side of the border in England. I mean, we are literally a stone's throw away from each other, but legislation and devolved government means there are some governments that care for each other and there are some of us that live in England. <laughs> so um, when JRF is mentioning there that, you know, COVID starts to kick in again, it's because there are different measures that are coming into play. And so we're going to start to see the emergence of this again on the podcast. That is something I'd be really interested to know and find out because this is now such an international podcast. Like, just hearing briefly what life is like for you in the place that you're listening to would be really lovely. Oh, we're halfway there, so that feels like a good moment. Uh, every time after JRF, we have a little bit of a breather, don't we? That feels like that's turning into a lovely um, little ritual. Uh, coming up in the second half, we have got a story about a self-taught belly dancer, and apparently, brace yourself, girls, there's a spectacular poo story. Oh, I just knew, I knew with that wonderful Hassan story that we would be opening the floodgates in more ways than one. Just to give you a little heads up, we rely on this space keeping going by the wonderful donations that you make and contributions that you help to help keep the lights on over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash after the tone. Patreon, if you don't know, it's like a website in which you can say, I'm going to pledge to give you a certain amount per month to do your thing and then you get get certain perks. So every week, you know, you get to see the inside of my notebook. And because we are threatening to do a sort of semi-live, semi-digital ATT hangout, those people over there will be the first to know about it. Of course, we are coming towards the end of season five, which feels absolutely fucking mental that me and my mate Deb were like, shall we do this thing? And now we are looking at season six in the face. That, of course, will come at New Year, a really important time. It's emerged for you last 
not. So it would be great to be able to confirm that we were doing that season. So if you've been sat on your hands thinking, oh, I should definitely help contribute to the Patreon. Oh, I definitely want to buy Scotty, Deb, Tim and Maya and Kat a little coffee. Please do if you can. Patreon.com forward slash after the tone. But also I do have some homework for you all, please. That is if you could consider sharing the podcast with your mates. Now, you don't have to do big declarations on Twitter or Instagram, although that would be fucking nice, you fucking lazy bitches. But maybe you just want to introduce a friend to the room. We want to open up the circle a little bit. So why not, you know, let a friend... Uh, uh, Oh God, that was a horrible one. Why not let a friend join the circle with you? Right, let's get back to the show. Hi, Scotty. Hi, producer Deb. Hi, Tim. Hi, Maya. It's Ticho, the grandson of the communist Nana, or Abuelita for you Spanish speakers. I first want to say just a massive, if they'll accept it, hug to Spooky Scouser, Lauren and Toby for sharing their difficulties and, um, you know, with the diabetes and the mental health and just to say that you are loved when you speak that I hear this undying intellect and you are not broken. As someone who suffers from mental health, I fully get where Toby's coming from as well. Much love to all three of you. And Spooky Scouser, I live in Liverpool. If you ever want to chat or meet up, I'm right here. (laughs) And, um, well, initially I was going to talk to Scotty because he was asking about, I want people to share their talents. Well, I have a little bit. I can sing. I'm part of the um, the Rainbow Chorus, an LGBT-inclusive choir here in the city. It's absolutely great. I love it. I've been with them since the end of 2018, and I've had an absolute blast with them. But another thing that I enjoy doing is I really like dancing. I did um, teach myself belly dancing. I love to do proper classes because I, I actually want to take it to the stage. But on the subject of that, that actually might be a possibility because I did a performance once for one of the queer scratch nights uh, that happens here in Liverpool and it was really well received. Yeah, check me out. And I, I never would have thought that at the age of 33, I recently had my birthday, that I would be dancing in front of an audience especially since I'm someone who's also suffered with a lot of body issues. Like I am overweight, but I am active. And I think for me, I finally got it into my head that my body is my body. If I'm active and healthy, fine. It doesn't matter if I still have the boobies or the shelf, the belly shelf as I call it. And you know what? I think I want to go fully topless for this performance. I think I think it's time because now that I'm not just happy, but accepting of my queer body, why not show it off? But yeah, much love to you all. And again to Spooky Scouser, Lauren and Toby, we're rooting for you. You, you know, as difficult as difficult as things can get, we are all here rooting for you. Take care, everyone. Bye. Oh, lovely voice from lovely Ticho. Oh, so good to have you back in the room, love. And offering such mental health solidarity to some of our faves from this season. Wouldn't it be amazing? I mean, this is no pressure. I'm not putting any pressure on the room. But wouldn't it be amazing if more of our gang were able to meet up in real life? I know JRF has met quite a few people in real life because she's got ideas above her fucking station. Actually, because we obviously have quite a contingent of people that listen to um, this podcast in Scotland, where um, JRF is based. Um, So, Spooky Scouts, get in touch with the pod if you would like us to put you in touch with lovely teacher. The Rainbow Chorus, look at that, isn't that lovely? So, it sounds like you're quite active in Liverpool queer culture. And I guess I just wanted to acknowledge, for those of us who know, but also for those of us who don't, Liverpool is such a beautiful, beautiful city, but currently is going through through a series of very graphic, very what seems to be targeted, strategic anti-queerness, homophobia, be that through the Arts Festival, Homotopia's work being ripped down, or very prolific rate and rise in homophobic uh, violence and abuse on the streets. So, um, yeah, just wanted to put that out there, being like, that's a thing. What's going on on the streets? Why do you think that is, teacher? If you've got anything you want to contribute to that. Now... 
You said, oh, well, I think I might do. I know you're looking for the talent show. Well, where's the talent show? Okay, if you want to get your top off here, you're more than welcome to, love. All right? But remember, a couple of shows time, it's the talent show. So if we haven't got a teacher dance within that talent show, I know it's audio, but, you know, use your fucking imagination, I will be fucking kicking off. Which is a lovely segue for the rest of the room to say, you know, if you've got a talent, what you've got to do? You've got a couple of weeks to get in touch, get on the blower, pick up the WhatsApp and send us a voice note to this number. 0788 200 3420 And support us on the Patreon. And get backstage access to more knobheads like you. There was just something that I wanted to pick apart a little bit here. And I'll do it with softness and care. And so I don't want you to think that um, this is directed at you, teacher, like you've done something wrong. Not at all. But it's just about how we talk about fatness. Because I think quite often when we sit in fatness, we can adopt ideas of normalcy or this idea of like, it's okay, like good fat. It's okay for me to be fat if I am dot, dot, dot. And this idea of being active is ableist, really, in its most extreme sense, which I totally, again, I just want to put out there, teacher, I know what is behind you saying these things. But, you know, I think in this room, we can have these sort of like chats with each other, right? But also, I don't think that has to be an expectation of fat people. I don't think there has to be an expectation of healthism either. I just believe wholeheartedly in body autonomy and how people decide to live their lives or how people decide to live with the legacy of their bodies or, you know, how their bodies arrived at a certain place, I think doesn't have to come with any caveats. So I just want to throw that back to you as well, teacher, to say, like, you don't have to feel like being good fat or acceptable fat in this space um, has to be justified. You can just have a fat queer body and we're really all right with that. You know, if you were here, I'd put my hand on my shoulder and I'd say, is that all right if I put my hand on the shoulder? And I'd say, I just want to say, it's really okay that you don't have to feel like you have to be active and healthy to justify your fatness. But maybe people disagree with me. Maybe people want to broaden this conversation out. But yeah, it's just always the way that we speak about fatness. I just always want to like make sure that we just don't adopt the bullshit that's been placed upon us and we hold ourselves to expectations of acceptability. Anyway, lovely to hear from you. You've got such a lovely voice. It's always so comforting. Hello, Scotty and all the crew. Um, it's the carer here. I'm walking through the park listening to you. We're taking Jessie out for the evening stroll as the dusk sets. I've had a little switch up of meds recently and I've been trying to sort of eat well and just be a bit juicier you know i mean doing a lot of juices and i usually go really regular like a regular clockwork plan in the mornings i don't have any sort of problems with retaining the number twos and i should have known better because i didn't have my number right amount of poos in the day anyway halfway through your podcast well near the end actually i was just like you know when you get that oh oh i need to go for a poo I was like, oh god i didn't go for a poo there's no toilets around here and i was like oh Oh, God, I really fucking need to go to the poo. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, you really are clenching. And you're just now, suddenly, I was like, your voice in my head. And it's just, all the thing going. And I was like, so I had to stop you. And I stopped you to get concentrating on retaining the poo. And then I was like, and as I was walking around the park, so they went to go to the toilets and they were closed. And obviously, you could just see this closed gate thing. And I was like, shit. And you know those park bins, what you see, you know, the metal the wooden ones with the lovely wooden slats I just couldn't stop because it's about the right height I just basically whipped down my pants and sat on the bin in the Royal Park and shat and it was a proper fucking liquid one do you know what I mean it was really like bam and I was like oh my god the relief but then as I turned looking and my mum's shitting in the bin looking at Buckingham Palace and I thought do you know what I mean it was just something so poetic to um, have a shit in a Royal Park yeah, that was the deeper meaningful I got from the conversation. <laughs> I've had a shit in a royal park. And God, it was a good one in a bin. Stay strong. Stay true. Stay poo. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less from you, the carer. <laughs> I mean, if you do these juicy juicies, that's what's going to come. You know what I mean? It's going to come on fast and maybe not thick. <laughs>
<laughs> I also really enjoyed that my voice evidently has a laxative effect. My voice can uh, relax a bowel. I've been told that before. <laughs> I mean, it's an excellent poo story. And I just think the anti-monarchy republic feel to it, it's like proper agitprop, proper like political propaganda. I'm here for 10 points. It's an excellent poo story. (laughs) Hi, Scotty. Um, I have got a trio of poo stories that are my main poo stories. I'm quite well known for these poo tales among my friends. So I'll start out with a nice gentle one. So this happened a few years ago when I was going to a festival in Sheffield with my partner. So we were trying to find a quiet place to prepare our drugs for the day. Um, And my partner was kind of getting ready and bombing up and asked me to go and look around the corner to see if anyone was coming. Now, bear in mind, we've been camping in some woods near Sheffield, and the only place to poo, lots of people have been pooing there. I I really didn't want to poo there and step on someone else's poo, so I'd just been holding it for a few days. So I was getting desperate at this stage. I just went around the corner and took my trousers down in this alleyway and took a dump on the floor, and it was a very perfect kind of snake of orange dump I remember thinking Um, and then I went back to my partner thinking okay probably done let's go and they were like yep okay off we go we've got to go that way and we had to go into the alley where my little orange snake was and so the way I dealt with this when we were going by is I pointed it out and very loudly was like oh my god someone's taken a dump here Uh, And they were like, oh, God, that's disgusting. And then we went upon our merry way. So that is the initial poo story in a trilogy of poo stories. More to come. Um, Thanks for the podcast. I love listening to it. Bye for now. Hello. I think you might be new here. I don't recognise this voice. You're more than welcome. I really love the fact that you were just very matter of fact, we were just sorting out our drugs. <laughs> That's just what we were doing in a field in Sheffield. That's not the main part of this. But the pride that you have in that shite. <laughs> the absolute, like, perfectly shaped, like a Jeff Koons sculpture. You just took absolute pride. But then at the last minute... Last minute, took away that pride, didn't you? Well, I look forward to part two and three, the trilogy of poo stories. <laughs> oh, God, what have we started, Deb? Hiya, Scotty. Hiya, Deb. Hiya, Tim. Hiya, my Hiya, Kat. It's, uh, it's Nat here. Just uh, calling in to say totally up for us all meeting up in real life. Patrons only, though, so uh, join the club if you want to come. We're not normally exclusive, because that's the point of after time. We're all nutters here. Uh, speaking of all being fucking nutters here, this nutter returned to work this week. I've managed to do a whole two fucking weeks. And uh, I had a beautiful moment with a student <laughs> the other day. And this little girl, she's only 11, bless. And uh, she sort of hung back a little bit at the end of the lesson. She's like, miss. And I was like, yeah. And there was a couple of other kids in the room. And she hung back and said, miss, are you bi? And I was like... Well, you know what? Yes, yes, I am. And I was like, what What was it that gave me away? Was it my rainbow lanyard? Was it my rainbow mug? And then obviously she started laughing. And I was like, or was it the massive buy poster I've got above my head <laughs> next to my desk? <laughs> you know, and uh, my rainbow scarf because I'd been I did the, the duty in the morning. But yeah, so <laughs> just uh, just a little bit love back into the room there for anyone who this gender conversation has been really interesting. The polyamory conversation was very interesting as well I'm happily coupled up and I have been for the last 10 years but if I was single now I don't I don't know I got together with my partner you know before dating apps and all that sort of shit do you know what I mean so like I I fucking massively dodged that bullet but um there you are that's all right isn't it anyway this turned into a right old fucking waffle didn't it hope you guys are all right I hope you guys are uh just settling in and making the most of the sort of beautiful autumnal colour that we got going on at the moment. Oh, fucking stunning. In the Northern Hemisphere right now, it is beautiful. But yeah, for anybody and uh, who needs it, just, just take some fucking love. Just take some of my joy. 
just take it mate and just have a little bit of shining moments in your life because you deserve it if you're listening to this it means you're probably sound all right and i love ya anyway look after yourselves take it easy bye oh lovely nat here great to have you back i really love this idea that maybe if we did a meet up <laughs> it would be like the most exclusive thing we did <laughs> as this sort of like open to everybody but like no only if you've got money you're allowed to come <laughs> I sent a text to Deb the other day to say, like, if we do do a meet-up in real life, and also, of course, we're going to do a digital version as well, like, yeah, at the same time, I feel like it definitely has to be in a pub, right? I'm just putting that out there. Isn't that lovely that you've got a young person just very positively asking, are you bi, as if it's, like, just a question, just a marker about your identity that I'd like to know, but also, whilst you're there, <laughs> T-shirts, ass, scarves, mugs. <laughs> so I really like that idea that the child just thought, hmm, I'm getting a sense here. <laughs> fucking Inspector Clouseau strikes again. Yeah, I found the gender chats and the chats about relationships really interesting. I also, what I found really interesting that was, you know, like, love to be like a little pokey bitch. But um, when you were like, oh, I'm happily with some partnered. Really? Are you? Has it always been happily for 11 years? That's what I find really interesting about non-monogamy, and I think I've spoken about this before, is like this idea that particularly with long-standing relationships like that, that you can feel there's a lot of expectation for one person to be everything. And so I think that's what I find very freeing about non-monogamy is that I don't lean on one person to be new, dynamic, fresh, this, that, the other, and this, that, and the other. Do you know what I mean? So be very interested to take this conversation more not to put non-monogamy and monogamy against each other but you know just pros and cons chat uh, i'm not a fan of the autumn because of the darkness because the darkness bestows upon me in more ways than one afterwards uh, i'm much more a fan of the spring it is nice that things go gold and brown and red but also i'm a bit like i just wish there were more hours in the day anyway nat lovely to have you in the room <laughs> but nat are you bi? <laughs> well, what a lovely show of um, season five regulars. You know, that's what I'm really enjoying about this project is that every season we have like a bunch of regulars who make themselves regulars, which it, it feels lovely. And so then the, the expanding family of regulars gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Like I said, it would be wonderful if you'd like to get some friends to join the group the um, circle, the pub, the table, whatever you call it. I mean, loads of people have got loads of different names for this. I ain't fucking worked it out yet. I also don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> Someone just handed me a microphone one day and that was it. <laughs> well, we've done all the houses, haven't we? Going for the notebook. And there has been many a tangent that we've spoken about today, which I would love to pick up on. I had some questions around sperm donorage and whether that was a thing. Um, have you been doing some dating on the Bumble? or have you given up on that world on the tinders have you decided that that is not the way to go around it or maybe you have found love during this time how do you convince people <laughs> whose politic is completely opposite to yours to how they might be nice people i'm just going to scoot past the fact that we've had many a shit story today um but i'm also really up for people jumping in on any other conversations that you've been hearing over the season. Uh, we have got one more show left, which is a talky-talky show, and then after that is the talent show. And, you know, then we're end of season. We're putting our feet up for a little while. So you've got a couple of weeks. If you've been listening to this and you've been thinking, I just want to contribute, I've got something to say... Now is the moment. All you've got to do is pick up WhatsApp, send us a voice note to this number. Zero, seven, double, eight, two hundred, three, four, two, zero. And please do consider joining us on the Patreon. It would be lovely uh, to have you over there. There's a way in which when we post up there, some people comment and then it's some ways that some people connect with each other and meet each other. Um, you could also use the hashtag, hashtag after the tone P-O-D. That might be a way in which um, you might be able to give us some feedback, but also you might be able to reach out to each other because I know um, that seems like a desire that's growing as uh, each season and episode passes. Thank you so much. Remember, uh, 
But um, if you can do the Patreon, please do. If you can spread the word, please do. And we will see you next week uh, when next week's show is going to be produced by the wonderful Maya. Yeah, so it's going to be me and Maya in the house. Wee! Fuck it. Let's turn it upside down whilst the parents are away. Right, that's it. See you next week for more of this, that and the other. And if I don't see you through the week, I'll see you through the window. Later on, bitches. After the Tone is hosted by me, Scotty, produced by Debbie Kilbride, vice producer Tim Bano, assistant producer Maya Miller-Lewis, digital producer Capril. ATT is a Debbie's production production. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.